Hey friends, welcome to episode number 83 of the Life Coaching for Dentists podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Natanya Brown, endodontist and life coach. And today we're going to talk about something that, you know, often gets overlooked in our profession. It's giving ourselves permission to be human. I should actually start out by saying that in all the years that I've involved, I've been involved in dentistry, which at this point is more than 20 years between dental school, my GPR, my endodontic residency and private practice. It's been really clear to me that, you know, the average dentist cares a lot about what they do. We care a lot. We work really hard to take care of our patients. Sure. There's maybe some of us that aren't as invested, but by and large, we're a very dedicated and committed group of healthcare professionals that are really focused on the well-being of our patients. And so, you know, the issue that I'm getting into in this episode is that often there's this unspoken narrative or expectation that we should take care of patients, even if it comes at our own detriment or, you know, inhibiting our own ability to take care of ourselves that, you know, we should be martyrs. We should work extra late. We should be okay with working more and more days and more hours and that we basically shouldn't have needs of our own. Throughout my training, I got the keen notion of what it meant to be professional. You know, I'm doing air quotes. What does it mean to be professional? Act a certain way, talk a certain way, and above all else, perhaps maintain a certain level of composure when we might internally be really stressed out or frustrated, right? Okay, sure, I'm not gonna argue that. And on some level, I think it really makes sense that we have these ideas of what it means to be professional. But is it possible that in all this striving to be professional and keep patients and staff happy, have we lost sight of our own needs? Have we forgotten that we are human and we have physical and emotional needs that deserve attention? The reality is that we are human beings too. Yes, we are humans. <laughs> we have needs. And I would propose that those of us that are really thriving in dentistry, I'm not just talking about making a lot of money, although that's nice too, but I'm talking about feeling really fulfilled and energized within the profession. My strong suspicion that these, those of us that feel that way are potentially the ones that are also making sure to take care of their own needs first, you know, kind of like the whole airplane, put your oxygen mask on first and then help those around you. So let's get right into it. I remember so many countless days when I would see patients and the end of the day would come and I didn't have a chance to take care of my own needs, like almost the whole day, the end of the day would come and I would actually simultaneously be starving from not having eaten. I'd be super dehydrated from not drinking water. And also, of course, I needed to use the bathroom. Everything was happening at the same time. I know I'm not the only one. I know tons of other providers have experienced this, but can we talk about taking breaks throughout the day for just a second? Like, look, I know we're busy. I totally get it. 
I know what it's like to have multiple columns in your schedule that are filled with patients. I know what it's like to go see a treatment patient and numb them up and then go see a consultation during the time that the, you know, the first patient is getting numb. I know so many of you work that way. Maybe on top of everything, you're also squeezing in some hygiene checks, you know, every hour. So I know that the struggle can feel real when it comes to, uh, you know, not wanting to keep patients waiting for a really long time. I also know what it feels like when assistants are kind of like, uh, you know, chasing us down the hallway, telling us to go see a patient in a certain operatory and they're kind of getting insistent. But here's the deal. I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat this or say this in any other way. If you need to go to the bathroom, you need to go to the bathroom. Holding it for hours is not good for you. I mean, you can actually cause a whole bunch of health issues from holding it for an excessively long period of time. <laughs> I'm not an expert or I'm not really here to tell you whatever those health issues are, but suffice it to say, I don't really think it's good for you to hold it for a long time. And, and truly bathroom breaks are just part of being human. Like, you need them unless you simply don't need to go to the bathroom very often. And I know some of us truly don't need to go very often. That's great for you if that's the case. But it also kind of begs the question, like the next thing on my mind is, are you actually staying hydrated? Right? Like it's one thing to not need to go to the bathroom and you are legitimately hydrated. But are you not going to the bathroom because you're not drinking anything all day long? I mean, I've definitely, you know, met plenty of dentists that are like, yeah, I don't have time for that. And I certainly don't want to be drinking water and then needing to run to the bathroom every half an hour. Okay, I get that, right? But we have to really think about the, the facts of the matter are that something like 75% of American adults are chronically dehydrated. Are you one of them? You know, like in the state of California, at least during the time that I owned my practice, and I sold it several years ago, but at least at that time, employees were required to have a 10 minute break in the morning and the afternoon, assuming they work an eight hour day. And that's to make sure that they could grab a snack, go to the bathroom. And you know what? Um, you need that kind of a break too. Okay, if you don't want 10 minutes, that's fine. But at a minimum, you need to go use the bathroom when you need to use it, not wait for hours on end. So please take breaks when you need them. And, uh, you know, I, I can hear so many people telling me I, I don't have the time or, you know, if I were to drink a lot of water, that would mean I'd be going to the bathroom a whole bunch of times. And, you know, who knows that could affect my production. I mean, OK, just pause right there. If you truly believe that going to the bathroom, I don't know, like three, four times a day, I, I don't know how many, okay, <laughs> however many times a day <laughs> is going to have a massive impact on your production, then I really think you have larger fish to fry. And I mean that really respectfully. And I've said this, you know, in some presentations I've given at some conferences, and I'll say it here too, because it's a point that I really think is worth making. You know, how do you want to be remembered, not just as a dentist, but as a human being, you know, like, let's say it's your, it's your funeral. And, you know, I think about it and 
I, I don't want them to say, you know, here lies Dr. So-and-so who was chronically dehydrated because she never wanted to keep patients waiting more than 30 seconds, therefore felt like she could never drink water, much less go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but think about the choices that you might be making during the day and what are the consequences of those choices, okay? Like if you actually are not allowing yourself to stay hydrated or, you know, I haven't even talked about like taking a break to eat. I know so many people that, you know, just want to work through lunch. Fine. If that's what you legitimately want to do so you can get out early, I don't have a problem with that. But how many people think that they have to work through lunch and really are kind of eating on the go because they feel it will, you know, severely impact their bottom line? Just want you to think about it. What are the consequences of the decisions that you're currently making? And do you really like those decisions? Are they in alignment with how you actually want to practice? So let's shift gears. Let's talk about what to do when we're sick. And you know, when you feel sick, how do you handle it? Do you go in and see patients? You know, as dentists, we're notorious for pushing through illness because we want to be there for our patients. Let's be honest, a lot of times we're thinking about the bottom line, as I've already alluded to. We wanna produce money in our practices. Makes sense, we've got overhead. Um, I remember plenty of times that I woke up not feeling so great. Maybe I had a sore throat, maybe I was congested, maybe I had sinus pain or pressure, whatever the case may be. And I would take all the medications, like, I don't know, Dayquil or Sudafed or ibuprofen, whatever. I would be trying to minimize all my symptoms, essentially duct taping myself together so I could see patients. I'm not proud of this, but I was just doing what I thought I needed to do to get the job done. And I was learning this from several providers that I worked for as an associate. I'm not blaming them. I'm sure they learned it by watching other dentists also but I watched them doing this. One of them, in fact, and I have a ton of respect for this person, so I'm not you know, trying to point fingers or to poo-poo on them, but one of them, in fact, you know, if he ever was in front of a patient and needed to sneeze, or if he sounded congested while seeing a patient, he would say something to the effect of like, oh man, those allergies really have the best of me, right? He'd be blaming it on allergies, because as we all know, allergies aren't contagious, and so that would really help to minimize the ick factor to the patient, right? And basically, look, the lesson I was learning by watching you know, these mentors of mine, I'll call them my mentors, people that I looked up to, what I was learning was the show must go on. Come hell or high water, patients need to be treated, money must come in, the bills must get paid, and if I'm sick, well, sure, that's really inconvenient, but then I need to do whatever it takes because the show must go on. And I'm curious, does this resonate with you? Have you also learned this same kind of lesson somewhere along the lines? And look, I wanna leave judgment aside I'm not here to say what is or isn't okay. But what I do wanna say is when we are legitimately sick, and only you know what I'm talking about here, okay? When we are legitimately sick, 
We're not doing anyone any favors by showing up to see patients, potentially spreading germs around the office. Okay. When you're not feeling your best, you're not going to be providing the best uh, quality care to your patients. And also everyone suffers. Um, you know what? Look, full disclosure today, I am definitely not feeling my best. I had both the flu and COVID vaccines yesterday. Um, and I know that the vaccines hit people differently today. I have been super, super achy. I'm definitely running a fever. Um, and you might be wondering, well, okay, well, why am I recording this podcast and instead of taking time to rest? And my answer is really simple. I want to do this. I enjoy doing this. I know I have enough energy to do it and to do it well, <laughs> at least I hope I am. <laughs> and I also know I'm not jeopardizing anybody by doing it. And, and, and not the least of which is myself. I know I'm not delaying my own recovery by producing and recording this podcast. And of course, I'm not getting anyone sick. Now, I want you to think about if you or a loved one were going in for heart surgery, and the morning of surgery, the surgeon were to wake up with a fever and congestion, would you want them to duct tape themselves together to do the procedure or would you want them to reschedule it? Now, of course, rescheduling is almost always a huge hassle. It's super inconvenient. Nobody likes that. Uh, well, okay, maybe some people would be totally fine delaying a procedure that they're not excited about, but you get the point. The bottom line is, the majority of us would rather have a doctor that's physically feeling well. And the same goes with sleep, mind you. We don't want a doctor that really hasn't slept at all and is exhausted, right? So you can kind of uh, um, put sleep and level of energy in this same category, right? Like how well do you actually feel physically? Now, does this mean that we always should or have to cancel or reschedule patients when we're not feeling well? Of course not. There's a continuum. And we, as the providers, get to use our best judgment. We get to combine that with our own personal preferences, our priorities, our values, whatever it takes to make a decision that we feel really good about. But that's the bottom line. You making a decision that you feel really good about. I know for myself personally, there were plenty of times that I didn't feel so great about the decision. And yet I was there anyway, because I felt like that was the only option because I was buying into that notion that the show must go on. So when you feel sick, you need to weigh the pros and cons of pushing yourself to work versus taking time for rest. There is no right or wrong. You just get to use your best judgment and give yourself permission to listen to what it is that you really need instead of just doing what you're taught you should do, which 99% of the time for us in our culture, that means get over it, work, work, work. Again, I'm not here to judge anyone for the decisions that they make, but I am here to hopefully inspire you to ask yourself some questions and figure out if you like your reasons for the decisions that you make. Okay. Are you giving yourself permission to take a day off when you're feeling sick from time to time? What is in your best interest? What's in the patient's best interest? 
And if you currently feel that you're unable to take rest when you need it, because let's say, for example, uh, some of the common reasons are you're afraid of maybe not making enough money or producing enough. Uh, maybe you're afraid of what the patients will think or your colleagues, for example. I want you to pause and imagine yourself in your dream practice, whatever that may be, okay? Whether you are a practice owner or an associate, whatever the case is, I want you to imagine your best case scenario. How would you handle it when you're sick? Would you take time off? Okay, let's say you're a practice owner, you call the shots. You get to decide however you want to proceed when you're feeling sick. Would you take time off? Would you duct tape yourself together and see patients anyway? Are you currently handling these situations of illness in the way that's in alignment with the highest version of yourself? And if not, if the answer is no, then why is that? And when you think about the difference between the way you handle being sick right now versus you know, in your ideal practice situation, is there a difference, right? In other words, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, one day when I'm an owner, I'll let myself do X, Y, and Z. Or one day when my practice loan is paid off, then I'll let myself, you know, stay home if I'm sick or whatever the case may be, right? So I just want you to check in with like, what is that ideal version of yourself and the situation and why would there be a discrepancy between now and where you aspire to be? What accounts for that discrepancy, if anything? You know, one more thing that I wanna to touch on is mental health. It's easy to just talk about physical health and, and not feeling physically well. But as we all know, dentistry can be a really high stress profession. And it's essential to acknowledge and address your mental well-being. Some days, it's not our body that isn't feeling well, but it's our emotional state. Maybe it's our heart that's heavy or hurting. Maybe you're going th through something in your personal life and you're finding it really hard to actually show up and produce dentistry. It's okay to take the time that you need and resume seeing patients when you're ready. You know, contrary to popular belief, the show actually can be paused from time to time. It's not that the show has to continually, you know, go on and on and on. It doesn't always have to be go, go, go. If you need a break, please voice your needs and take it. And I also want to say this. Remember that you're not alone. So many dentists face similar challenges, either with illness or with stress from time to time. And this is where it's so helpful to create a network of, you know, people that can support you, people that will be in your court to help you through the tough times. It's okay to ask for help from family, from friends, or even to enlist the help of a skilled professional, like a therapist, a counselor, a coach, whatever might be the best fit for you. If you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, it's not a sign of weakness to hire help. It can, in fact, be a sign of strength. So there you have it. That's what I have for you today, my friends. You know, the real takeaway from today's episode is simple. I want you to give yourself permission to be 
human. It's okay to feel sick and take a day off. It's okay to use the bathroom between patients. Heck, it's okay to get up in the middle of a procedure to go to the bathroom. Like pilots, uh, piloting airplanes, they have to use the bathroom. And you know, for real, if we're about to take off on a flight and the pilot needs to use the bathroom, I would rather wait a couple minutes than like have him hold it, him, he or she, excuse me, <laughs> have them uh, you know, hold it. It's okay to prioritize your mental health. It, in fact, it's not just okay, it's essential for your well-being and the quality of care that you provide to your patients. So the bottom line is please give yourself permission to be human. Remember, you're a fantastic dentist, but before becoming a dentist, you were a human and you're still a human and you're always going to be a human. <laughs> And I would wager to say that by being more loving and more compassionate and more human, okay, and the more compassionate you can be towards yourself and your own needs, it doesn't hinder you from being an amazing dentist, contrary to popular belief, but what if instead it helps you to be a more compassionate and more understanding dentist with your own patients and staff? I firmly believe that that's the case. Remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so taking care of yourself is absolutely crucial in being a fantastic dentist. You know, before we wrap up today's episode, I wanna offer you a valuable resource. If you are a dentist that's been feeling really overwhelmed or stressed out, it's essential to assess your well-being and to take steps to prevent burnout. In the show notes, you're gonna find a link to the Dentist Burnout Assessment. It's a quick and confidential tool that I designed to help you gauge your stress levels and identify areas where you might need support. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes, take the assessment, and consider the results as a starting point for a healthier and more balanced life. Your mental and emotional health matter and taking action now can make all the difference. Again, you're gonna find that link in the show notes or alternatively, you can go to drnatanya.com forward slash burnout assessment, all one word. Okay, my friends, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Life Coaching for Dentists podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Share this with a friend that could benefit um, you know, from, from this podcast as well. And if you feel like this episode was valuable for you, I would really love it if you did two things. So number one, leave a quick review on whichever app you're listening to it. And I think I already mentioned this, but please do share this episode with a friend or colleague that could benefit from it. My goal is to support and help as many dentists as possible to decrease burnout and create more joy in their lives. And you could actually play an active role in helping someone too. All right, my friends, I hope you have a fabulous week and I can't wait to talk to you next time.